Most people do not think more than one or two moves ahead. These people are amateurs and they flame out quickly in business. Effective strategy is about making a move and then being prepared to launch another series of moves based on how the market or your competition reacts. You must think beyond your first strike to execute an effective strategy. When you start to get really good, you anticipate how others will react and can deploy a series of moves that are nearly impossible to counteract. 64,000 is the median number of words per book. Average person reads about 200 words per minute. Simple math will tell us that is one book in 320 minutes. To accomplish this in seven days, numbers say you would have to read for 45 minutes a day. Don't forget to subscribe. Hit that notification button, like, comment, and share. Enjoy. Welcome to the Book of the Week series. Every week, as I read another amazing title, I share it with the world. My name is Igor S.F. Walker. Today, we look at your next five moves. Master the Art of Business Strategy by Patrick Bet David. So, how about you slow down? and relax. Reduce all that noise for just a bit. Make that choice and decide to listen. In this video we discover the importance of learning how to think at least five moves ahead. Valuable methodology that applies to high performers at all levels of business, whether you feel like you have hit a wall, lost your fire, or are looking for innovative strategies to take your business to the next level. Your next five moves has the answers, so stick around till the end. I will share with you some tools I do have and use that will help you tremendously in this game of life. Discover a way to find out what actually motivates you, what innate human need is driving all of your decisions and your behavior. I will share some tools to improve your self-awareness, social awareness, self-management, and relationship management. People who do not think more than one move ahead are driven by ego, by emotion, and by fear. Some of you overachievers may be wondering why only five moves ahead. There are two reasons. First, five moves is the actual sweet spot of thoughtful strategy and swift action. Thinking too many moves ahead can lead to paralysis by analysis. Five moves is enough to make sure you are anticipating future outcomes and seeing moves and counter moves. Now, the second reason is that on a macro level, there are five moves that you do need to master to succeed in business. The simple questions in business, they are usually binary. The answers are either yes or no. Now, the trap is believing that all answers are binary. 
the answer to any question is actually a series of moves deployed in the proper sequence. Now, experts often make things worse, worse by giving yes or no answers as if everyone fits into the same box. They don't. The biggest problem I see is a lack of planning. Enthusiasm can be powerful as long as it is coupled with planning five moves ahead. Too many people want to make move number five without first going through the first four moves. There is a sequence to it. To reach the next level, you have to shift from one track and one move thinking to seeing many moves ahead. When you do learn to think five moves ahead, it may seem as though you are becoming a mind reader, but what's actually happening is that you have seen the moves so many times that you can actually anticipate what your opponent is going to say or do next. The five moves are number one, master knowing yourself. Number two, master the ability to reason. Number three, master building the right team. Number four, master strategy to scale. And number five, master power plays. Answer questions to reveal your deepest desire. Nothing matters unless you understand what makes you thick and who you want to be. So really take the time to get clear about your story. Exactly who do you want to be? Or you will not be able to soldier on when things do get tough. And in business, things always get tough. Make pain your fuel. The only thing separating us from greatness is actually a vision and a plan for achieving this greatness when you are fighting for a cause, a dream, something greater than yourself. You will find the enthusiasm, passion, and joy that do make life a great adventure. The key is identifying your cause and then knowing who you want to be. A type of rejection and a type of shame can be one hell of a motivator if you want to think back. And I invite you to think back to the teachers, bosses, coaches, parents, relatives, friends who have put you down over the years. This doesn't mean you have to carry their negativity around with you. Instead, you can use it as rocket fuel. Asking what someone else would do forces you to take a time out and then consider your next sequence of moves. Who do you want to be? The only way to answer is by becoming clear about the life you do want to live. And in doing so, you will immediately embody the person and then act as if you already are there. It is a lifelong practice. 
what will give you peace of mind is being honest enough to know who you are and then do what it takes to live the life you want. You know you are living the best version of yourself when your reaction to the success of others, including those who have things that you do not have, is feeling happy for them. Again, if you feel envy, it is an indicator that either you are lying to yourself about what you want, or you lack the discipline to accomplish it. If someone is winning at a higher level than you are, either lower your expectations to match your work ethic, or increase your work ethic to exceed your expectations. If you do neither, you will be miserable. So keep these things in mind. Your vision must align with who you want to be. Your choices must align with your vision. Your effort must align with the size of your vision and your behavior must align with your values and your principles. Inquiry leads to acceptance, which then leads to power. So start by breaking down drive, what drives you, into four categories. Advancement, madness, individuality, and purpose. There are three approaches to dealing with an issue. Number one, find someone to blame. It's much easier to externalize the problem than to deal with it. If you cannot identify one person, then email all of your contacts, telling them to go to hell, <coughs> followed by a row of middle finger emojis. One way to deal with it. Number two, find a safe, safe space to which escape. Find a distraction, check Instagram, turn on the news, ESPN, TMZ. Pretend you can multitask by clearing out your inbox. Better yet, call it a day and go home to your warm bed. And number three, find a way to process by taking responsibility. Take a deep breath and then remind yourself that these are the moments that separate winners and losers. My bad, my bad, my bad. These are two simple words that are actually the great ones. And the great ones use them constantly. Winners also use phrases such as, this mistake is on me. And we have no one to blame but ourselves. Processing steps to take when someone ticks you off. Number one, take responsibility for your role in what happened. Number two, state specifically what you did to create the problem. Number three, channel your frustration into getting better and then preventing future problems. If you are going to lose, do not lose the lesson. Again, you're going to use experiences to become either bitter or better.
every master of the chess and in business learns from studying the moves that actually led to defeat and rather than the ones that led to victory. The eight traits of great processors. Number one, they ask a lot of questions. Number two, they don't care about being right or wrong. Number three, they do not make excuses. Number four, they like to be challenged. Number five, they are curious. Number six, they prevent more problems than they actually do solve. Number seven, they make great negotiators. And number eight, they are more interested in permanently solving a problem than putting a band-aid on it. The stronger the debate, the closer we do get to the best decision. Listen instead of argue and remain curious. When you do refuse to process issues, you live a lie and then you pay the consequences. <coughs> do not waste your time, personally or professionally. Think about the X as the unknown variable. In math, once you have figured out what X is, you actually solve the problem in business and in life. If you identify X, you also solve the problem. The X is an unknown, but it is not unknowable. Your job is to figure out exactly what you are solving for. When we do not have a methodology, we are prone to going in circles, paralyzed by fear. When we do have one, then we have an organized approach for processing issues. A methodology will actually allow you to process any issue in an organized way. So five questions to ask to identify the real issue. Number one, do I know what the real issue is or am I looking at a symptom? Number two, does the team have the data regarding the real issue? Number three, is the issue real or is it an assumption or someone else's opinion? Number four, is there a tangible issue or is it simply a hurt ego? And number five, am I thinking emotionally or am I thinking logically? If you always want to be right or always fear that you are wrong, you're going to have trouble processing absolute right or wrong. Act like processing roadblocks. It is okay to make mistakes. It is the willingness to examine your mistakes that will prevent you from making them again. Think about these three questions. Number one, what benefits are you currently offering to others? Number two, in what way do people improve by associating with you? And then number three, how many lives have you changed positively in the past year? Inspect the language you use to communicate with your teammates, with your leaders. Is it one that creates trust or doubt? 
ask questions to understand what people do care about most and speak the language that moves them. Make a list of your top five team members and then identify their key motivators. There are four ways to accelerate. Increasing the speed of the following four factors will enable your business to move faster. Number one, functioning speed. This is the support system you provide to your team. Number two, processing speed. There are a number of functions of processes that make your organization go. How quickly do you get your product from A to Z? Number four, expansion speed. This is about how quickly you move into new markets, make acquisitions, and introduce new products. What is the average time it takes you to enter a new market if you are a retailer? And number four, timing speed. The question when can work magic. Time your moves correctly and you can beat competitors who do have more resources than you do. Number one, decide how you're going to capitalize your business. Execute strategies for both exponential and linear growth. Lead people by demanding their best and then holding them accountable. Number two, create strategies to increase the speed of growth without crashing your business. Look for ways to compress timeframes. Number three, decide what are the most important formulas of your business and then track them religiously. Codify what is in your head by creating manuals to transfer knowledge. Number four, as your company gets bigger, it will become more vulnerable. So know where people can attack you and then stay on guard. Constantly put yourself in your enemy's shoes and then ask how you would put yourself out of business if you were them. Seven essential steps to prepare for a meeting. Number one, consider the other party's needs, desires, and frustrations. Remember that what motivates most people is fear, greed, and saving face. Number two, anticipate what the other party will say. Number three, develop a script outline for what you want to say. Number four, Role-play the meeting several times in order to be prepared for difficult reactions. Number five. Ask trusted advisors to point out your blind spots. Number six. Put yourself in the best possible frame of mind before the meeting. And number seven. Build a reputation for over-delivering on your product. A great leader is someone who sets a great example and then earns moral authority. A great leader is someone who is able to get others to do things that they wouldn't do on their own. There are many people out there 
who set a great example yet still struggle with why their team doesn't follow their example. Setting an example alone is not enough. Great leaders eventually learn how to drive people to their own standard of excellence. Advancement. People driven by this see reaching new heights as the best form of motivation. Individuality. The language to speak to this group is what their future life can look like if they give everything they do have. Madness. People driven by this see unconventional factors as the best form of motivation. They are driven by having an enemy, by facing an opponent. And finally, purpose. People driven by this want to be part of something bigger than they are, but they also want the history books to write about them in the company's history books or in the industry papers. Understand, position, and lead, but do not try to fix. Stop trying to fix people. Thinking you can change or fix people is delusional behavior. Constantly study leverage. Watch every interaction between people, countries, and businesses to see if you can determine who has the leverage and if that person or that entity is using it to gain power. Also, shift your approach to finding ways to help others rather than using a shotgun approach to getting business. The number one factor in reaching your potential is simple. It must matter to you. History books are filled with individuals who did impossible things simply because they cared. It mattered to them. You have to want success. You have to want it so badly that it actually hurts. Persistence, dedication, drive. And there you have it, your next five moves. Please do help out, it is easy. Simply like this video so more people can enjoy it. Share it, share it too and spread the word. Leave a comment and do share your thoughts. Subscribe to my channel, stay up to date and the link to this book is in the description below. So you buy it, you read and you never stop learning especially learning about yourself and nature. So gift yourself by taking the free human needs test on my website and find out what actually motivates you, what innate human need is driving all of your decisions and your behavior. And if you feel you are ready to improve your self-awareness, social awareness, self-management, and relationship management even further, then do check out my Master of Life Awareness program. The links are in the description below. Thank you. Love and respect.